Hi, this is Jack Tester. I'm President and CEO of Nexstar, and I am in lovely Huntington Beach, California today, the day before our leadership spotlight event. And if you hear some noise in the background, I'm in a alleyway area here, and a hallway, I should say, in the hotel. And uh, so we'll do our best here to uh, make this a very memorable podcast. And I am with Mike Barker. How you doing, Mike? Good, Jack. Thank you. And Mike, you own uh, Barker & Sons Plumbing? I do. In uh, Anaheim, California? Yes. Thank you. How long have you been an XR member? Since August. So Since August. That, about five and a half, six Not months. Not very maybe. long. But you have really jumped short. in with both feet. We did. And you're doing some amazing things. And I, I was talking to you. You came to St. Paul and uh, was sitting in the back of one of our classes. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, you were in the back there, and you started telling me about some of your recent success in business. And we started talking a little bit more, and you had a very interesting story. Yes. And I wanted to... Uh, have you shared that? And you were kind enough to, to be willing to share that. And I think this is going to be a great message for the people listening. So tell us when you started your business, Barker & Sons. So it was in 1983. Okay. And uh, started out, uh, did four years of PHCC apprenticeship training, and then just jumped right in with both feet. Okay. So 83. Yes. Fantastic. And just doing the work yourself? I did. I started out, you know, the funny thing was I when I got into plumbing, I didn't realize how much I'd really enjoy it. I enjoyed the people experience, talking, learning what people were doing, as well as the work. So yep. I, I really loved being a tech. Awesome. All right. So you were a tech, and then you were doing the work yourself. And how long did you you were kind of a one-man show for a period of time? Uh, no, not for very long. I actually uh, had two or three trucks all the time. Okay. We started out, and um, I found that three was a really good balance for me to still be able to manage and be out in the field. Okay. So you had three, three trucks. How long did that happen? How long were you that size? Ooh, that went a long time. Okay. okay. Probably longer Just, than I want to say. All right. It went a long time. But what, so you grew. Then what happened? So um, I believe in 2007, I mean, I was approach, approaching 50, and uh, I started having some physical issues with my back. Okay. And so I realized that I needed to do more. And just to give a little backstory, um, I have five boys. Wow. Congratulations. Th- yeah, thank you. And uh, with Brenda and I, we've married 21 years tomorrow. And okay. So, yeah. So we have a years, mine, and ours set up. Got where it. I came in with two boys. She had one son. And then we made two boys. All right. So we've definitely got the boy thing down. You got that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so uh, within that, uh, we had kind of talked about working together. Brenda had always kind of answered the phone. You and Brenda? Said, yes. Okay. Uh, but she had been mainly in raising the boys and getting that going, yeah. as well as helping us out in what we were doing, but uh, not both feet in. Yeah. And so at that point, we kind of made a decision when we were, um, we had looked at uh, PSI, I believe it was, that okay. they had something You're going looking on. to join a group kind of like Nexstar, is what yeah, you said. Yeah. To get together, we needed a we needed a uh, group that would help us. We yeah. needed a business plan. We okay. needed something to really work on because coming from a tech position, uh, right. we knew basics, you know, stay in front of your bills. But right. the rest of the stuff with marketing and everything else, I mean, yeah. the phone book was at that time starting to go away. And so we needed to get smart about what we were doing. Got it. So that seemed like a good help. So what happened? You, did you join PSI? We did. All right. And we were with them, I think, about two and a half years, okay. and they had great stuff. Yeah. The only thing that we were really lacking on that was uh, the coaching piece. We okay. really needed somebody to be involved with us one-on-one. I mean, they gave us the information. We yeah. had a bunch of books, and they said, here you go. Mm-hmm. You know, get going. And okay. so from that perspective, uh, we made good choices, but 
we could have made better choices okay. if we had good guidance. So back, and you were telling the story that, that uh, you bumped into Nexstar um, at a trade show in, I don't know what it was, maybe 2011, maybe? Somewhere in there, 12? Y- yes, probably a, right about that time. It, it was interesting because... Uh, at that time, we had one. But of you didn't guys. join. I want to say that right there. You didn't join. Yeah. No, but it was interesting because we were going to join. Yeah. But there was a PHEC, QSC, as well as Nextar was one of the vendors that were there talking. Right. So um, we ended up talking to you guys, and we were kind of ready to go. And we talked to Charlie over at QSC, and they said, hey, we've got some coaching coming in. If that's what you really need. At that time, we were about four and a half, five trucks running. Yep. And uh, we were right at that critical mass where we felt like we needed the coaching piece. We knew we needed everything else too, but the, the price tag seemed like it was too much for us. Nextar. Nextar yeah. at the time. Sure. So we joined uh, QSC. Okay. Awesome. And then, uh, but good things happened, right? Uh, good things happened. Great things happened. We, we uh, put a plan together and started going and, uh, we had a lot of uh, good success, uh, but we still needed more, and we yeah. knew and we knew that. Okay, and so we were working towards that, and uh, it was an interesting story. Uh, we had one of our guys had said that you know we had a lot of work going. Brenda had really made great headway in learning how to market and uh, you know get us out there, and so we had plenty of work, not enough guys. Yeah. So we were working our guys a little too much, and one of our guys said, hey, Mike, you know, I can't work past six, and I can't work on the weekends. And so for our crew, I said, you know, I really can't accommodate that because then I would have everybody. That was like that. last year, right? This was uh, just last year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to um, stop you there for a sec, if yes. I could. Because I want to come back to that. Yes. Because like, this is when you, you, you decided to join Nexstar, and, and I want to – but a lot happened between – Joining oh, QSC yes. and then Nextstar that you were telling me. So, who was in your business? What was going on? You know, after you you kind of kind of got some coaching, kind of got I mean, some more formal business training and some support, and the business was doing quite well, wasn't it? Yes, we were growing and we were doing good stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, so we had two of my sons, uh, my oldest sons, working for us at that time, uh, Austin and Kalen. Uh, they were working with us. Kalen had uh, decided he had gotten married and he had decided that he wanted to move to Kansas City. So he had left and went to work, oddly enough, for Bobby Hamilton. He had found a next star member in next Kansas member. City. That's yes. awesome. And uh, we had our son Austin working with us. Okay. And so we had at that time, we also had a nephew working with us. And we had at that time, I think, six or seven guys working for us. Okay. And uh, my um, son, actually, three years ago, January 22nd, um, died suddenly. Oh, my goodness. Tragically. Yeah. And um, that really threw me into a tailspin. Our whole family, obviously. Um, but it was, a, it was a rough, rough uh, thing to absorb. And he was uh, Austin, right? Yes. Yes. He was, he was a functional part of the business. He was a technician. He was also on your trucks. Right, it was his face on the back of your trucks inside of your vehicles. Is that correct? Yes. In 2014, we had kind of done a redesign, and uh, so he was our face on the back of our trucks. And so we were probably halfway through wrapping the trucks when he passed yeah. away. Well, I can't imagine how difficult that was for you and Brenda. And uh, tell me what happened. So I went to my pastor and I just said, "Hey, you know, um, I don't know what to do." 
I said, you know, here we're halfway through wrapping the trucks, and I've got my son back there. I don't know if I can see him on that. Oh, my goodness. Now Coming to work and see that every day, right? Yeah. And so initially that, that was the issue. Right. But, you know, it, it just I didn't know what to do with it, you know. Uh, so he said, you know, Mike, he said, I think you should leave Austin on the back of your trucks. And um, that's how you're going to honor him and have him be a part of your business. He wanted to be a part of your business. He wanted to ultimately, you know, run the company. Oh, my. Yes. And so he said it would be an honor to have him on there. And now you've got him active within your company and your marketing plan. And uh, that's how you can have him still participate. And so that felt right. You know, Brendan, we talked about it. We said, you know, absolutely, we should. We should go that way, and so we continue doing that. Well, tell us about this. You know, I, I can't imagine the, how difficult that was, Mike, to lose your son suddenly like that, and in the business, and and of course you you've got to run a business. You know, you've got yes. people still depending on you. How did you how did you get through or not get through? How do you, how did you work through that process at that time? So, you know, there are stages in grief, and okay. um, you can look functional, and you can look like everything's going good on the outside yeah. but inside I was just numb I mean I was in shock uh, I was basically you know my start of the day would be taking a shower and then just falling down on the shower floor just sobbing and then bet. get up wash up you know finish the process and get out and work and to be honest I was probably at 30 to 50 percent I think yeah. functional I was still doing things they were slower but I was doing them um, it, it it was rough. It was rough on all of us. Okay. You know, every, How did Brenda? What about her? So, Your you wife. know, when I first yeah. when I first started uh, the grieving process, I, w- I started in reading books just to try to get a handle on what mm-hmm. what I was in for and what I was going to go through. And one of the interesting things was in there that um, the grieving process is in no necessary order. There are stages that you go through. But everybody hits them different. And okay. it really kind of surprised me. I thought, well, how can that be? You would think that it would be just this natural order. So you and your through. wife are at different stages? Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. The okay. truth is that um, I'd say I was really, in my opinion, not good for much for the first two years. Okay. And the honest truth is I was dealing with all of my emotional stuff up front. Yep. And Brenda just went in, you know, both guns blazing and she was running everything she was she just she really was, stepped not stepped up but just really was in oh, charge she yeah. yeah she was carrying the ball I and mean, right. she ran with it uh there there came a point where and it was probably about the two-year mark that i looked and i saw that you know we couldn't get to all the calls we had from the stuff she had generated um we were rolling really good and i was really just trying to find my way Right. And I realized that I needed, you know, to step up. I was at a place where it's an interesting thing. You know, in, in this process, I was looking for the want to want, right? So in grieving, you were just looking for a reason to, to move forward. or to... I was looking for purpose. Yeah. I was looking. I wanted to work within my business, but I was also looking for how do I make sense of all this? How do I make my life count, you know? I was looking at those things, and I think right about that point. So this is um, 2016 now, roughly. Yeah, right about right about January of well, actually 17. 17, yeah, yeah right January around 17. January 17. Okay, uh, I was just looking, you know, 
for something. And I, yeah. I felt like I was starting to get a hold. I mean, I was just the fact that I wanted to want was like, that's a big right, deal. I'm making progress here because yeah. I honestly thought when my son died, I, I said, that's it. Life is over. Right. I, I really thought, well, this is it. Like, how do I move past this? But it was interesting. I went through that process. Brenda went in just tearing it all up. And then the piece made sense to me about the grieving process when Brenda saw that I started to get a grip and to start move to move forward, then she started to feel the freedom to collapse. Okay. And she kind of felt kind of out of sequence, but the the right time. It was out of sequence, but it was out of necessity that somebody had to step up. And and I wish I could say it was me that stepped up, but, but it wasn't. Um, but she did. And, and because of that, I mean, we're still in business. I mean, right. And growing. So that's awesome. So that was perfectly timed. And so she had her part where then she started falling apart and, you know, with all the emotions and, you know, coming through. So it was, it was perfect in its timing, but it was, you know, messy, just like the whole process has been messy. So, So, um, so two years have passed, it's January and you said you wanted to want again, meaning you just were kind of existing in life and you wanted to have kind of something beyond yourself. What, what did you find? What, what came from that, that search? So for me, uh, one of the comforting things that had happened through this whole process was, uh, you know, at, at the time I was president of the state of California for PHCC. So and you stepped up to become president during this? No, I was president as it happened. I, re- oh, I, I, resi- got it. I, I actually got it. resigned. I got it. And got then it. Uh, I had such an outpouring from within the, um, you know, PHC community that I was kind of blown away by how much support I actually had. Yeah. I'm, I'm a talker and I run into everybody and I will start talking. So I apparently made a lot of friends along the I way. I bet you did. And, uh, that, that kind of gave me a little foothold in looking at, you know, where value was. And, uh, for me, uh, I was asked during that time also, uh, after I finished that to step back up and be president of Orange County to help them out cause they were struggling with some stuff. And so I did. And uh, we had had, through Gino Caccia, when he brought in the Ryan Side program, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, that was really appealing. And uh, we were always looking for how to get, you know, kids in and get the training. Once you describe Ride and Decide, for those people who haven't heard it, what is Ride and Decide? It's a great program that started, I think, in Tennessee. And uh, what it is is you reach out to the high school kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And you give them basically a, a time to be able to make a choice. You make a presentation to the high school, and you talk to the kids, and you say, hey, look, you present the trades to them. Okay. Uh, you show them what you're about and what we're about as an association and as a, uh, an industry, and ask them to just ride with you for a week. Our system is a week. I think Gino's is a month. but Just to get it. on a truck and ride? Yeah, we'll pay, him, we'll pay them to come sure. in and ride with us for a week. If they like it, they can go longer, but... Uh, one week of coming in, get paid to kind of just test the waters, yeah. ride with a with a uh, plumber or tech, and see what it's all about, and see if it's for you or not. So ride, and then you decide. Exactly, it's just such an awesome program that you guys have have yeah. done. I just love it. Yeah, so that's I do so, too. I wish every contractor would do so simple as to go talk to a high school, find identify three or four bright eyed folks that, that want a, a amazing career, and invite them to get on a truck. 
and ride with a guy and just, just so they don't so they understand if it's it's for them or not and we hope it is but if it's not that's okay but exactly. if it is what an awesome opportunity oh exactly so it's funny because my uh, I have a, my youngest son is 18 and he had told me last year he said hey dad he goes uh, college career day is coming up would you like to come speak and so I did and uh, we made our presentation and it was an overwhelming ex- response so you did that for the first time you went to his career day at high school yeah and did three three you know get up and down yeah. you know, 20 minutes do your thing and I did and uh I was really blown away by the response both from the kids and from the staff at the school Yeah, because there's such a need. And they said, hey, we have these kids. They're good kids, but they're not going to school, and they need a direction of where to go. And we think, you know, you guys offer a great thing here. We'd love to have all your literature. Give us what you have. We didn't have anything. We were just testing the waters. Right. We had yourself, and you had energy. (laughs) Exactly. You know? That's awesome. So it was a lot of fun doing that. So did in that process, you 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 started to to, to want to do something other than exist, which yes. is fully understandable. You got pulled into the Orange County PHCC to support that organization, and through that, and then through your son, you started to do some outreach to high schools. Yes. And so, my and I want to put words in your mouth, but it, is this where the want is starting now? Is this where the desire is starting to to kind of rise up through yeah, the mire, if you want to call it that? Yes, it's for the greater good, yeah. for a cause, uh-huh. not just for myself, not right. just for my company, but for the industry. And uh, that has really you know, given me the, the kind of zip to get up and go and uh, you know, have something purposeful happen. And uh, funny enough, uh, we had Fluid Master that at the same time we're starting this process, they were looking for their way within our community because yeah. they're in Orange County to have an impact on the community within the industry. And so uh, we kind of teamed up with them. And now they're offering scholarships for kids who go through the Ride and Decide program through our apprenticeship program that we have. So right now they're offering six, six four-year scholarships for kids who go through this process Wonderful. who want to be in the industry. And it's an in- interesting thing, Jack. The, you know, we have our trade associations and organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the industry has theirs as well, and manufacturers. And so they've looked at this problem for years on how do they solve the, the issue that they have with who's going to use their product, who's going to service their product. And so this is kind of a perfect blend, if you will, of uh, the technicians and manufacturers being able to come together for a common goal of getting professionals out there to be able to service their product in the future. Because obviously they're looking down the line. Yeah. You know, we're the people who purchase their product. And if we diminish or go away, then you're left with non-professionals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who don't know how to service. And so you're going to have issues with product. Right, right. So it's an answer on both sides. Yeah. So I see this. So just kind of keeping this moving, you're, you're uh, January of 2017. You're kind of coming out a little bit, finding yes. some desire. You, you love your business. You know, there's an honoring part of that as well, I imagine, with your, yes. your families in the business. Um, and so how did you get reengaged? And so I, I get the, the want in the industry. What happened in, in the company? How did, that, how did you get reengaged there, and what happened, and how did you find your way to Nexstar? So interesting process. So, um, you know, at that time, at the two-year mark, where I kind of started waking up, as it were, and my wife started, you know, having her breakdown. Yeah. Um, we still had a common goal where we wanted to get on and just start moving forward. 
and um, we were at that place where QSC was doing really well for us, but at 10 trucks it became a problem. We needed more information that we can get. Not that they couldn't get it for us, but it was taking too much time Mm -hmm. to get the information that I needed. Uh, At that time, um, I also had a tech, I think I was telling you before we backed up, that wanted to work, you know, only for, you know, his hours that he needed. And I told him, you know, it was fine. He didn't, we couldn't accommodate him with that, Uh but um, wished him well. He went to work for a uh, Nexstar company. Okay. So he started, you know, trying to recruit my guys. Nice. And so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's all fair. So I have no problems with that. So the funny thing happened was that my guys came to me and they said, hey, you know, he, he was doing 30, 35 a month here. He 30, said he 35,000 a month. 35,000, yeah. He did 90,000 last month. And he says it's because of this system that he's using. We want that system. And that was the next our service system. That was the next our service system. And so we talked about it and said, would you sign up so we could have that too? And so uh, I said, you know, we've been talking about that because we were at that place. And so uh, we decided, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So it's, ironically, it wasn't you pushing this idea to your technicians. This was your technicians yes. telling you this is what they want. And yes. what did that create in your business? Because, you know, that's, that's a unique, I, I guess it's more common now, but tell us about that. So, you know, it's interesting how timing works out. Because we were at that place where we were asking more questions than we can get answers to. So we had that on our end, which they didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, That was internal. Um, But it just seemed like the stars aligned because when we we, uh, went ahead and joined, uh, we were ready for what we needed. Because the truth is that uh, year before... Beth and I, you know, I, I went to her part of my way. That's, bus- that's your business coach. Yes. yes. I talked to her. I said, hey, I need a business plan. I need to know where I'm going, and I, I need a map to get there. So let's put something together. She says, well, let's do a five-year plan. I said, no, I don't need a five-year plan right now. I need to dig out of the, this muck and mire yeah. plan. One to two years. And so we put that plan together. And when I started on that, I was serious about moving. And... Um, the information just didn't come fast enough that I really needed. So we were at that place where we were about eight months in, and we really needed more help than we could get. And okay. that's no knock. No, it's just a, it's just what it what it was, okay. you know. And so it just everything just aligned perfectly when we signed up with Nextstar. We had this big void that we needed filled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, you never want to be, at least I didn't want to be the guy asking questions and having to wait for answers. I wanted to ask the questions and have my questions lead to more discovery mm-hmm. about what I really needed. Okay. And not me looking from the top down when I don't have the top answers. Right. So in joining Nextstar, the, the exciting thing was you guys had like an elephant of information to digest. And coaches too. And, yeah. and yeah. more coaches than I knew what to deal with. Yeah. So that piece has been, I mean, I can't say it how grateful we are that we're a part of this and how much we really need it. And I feel like we have such a, a big advantage. So what's happened to your business in the last nine months, a year? What's happened now? So we grew by 50% last year. Okay. Which, which uh, we, put our, we put our number in place. And we, we outdid it. We, we surpassed it by, I think, 200000 which was great. 
and we're on track now where I think it's going to be another 50%. If we keep where we're oh going goodness. right now, it'll be 50% again for this year. So we're, we're in a real growth How's place. How does that feel? Well, it feels good and it feels stressful because okay. we need the support pieces to put in place. And so, you know, uh, I was just talking to Jody yesterday, our coach, our, one, our implementation coach. Jody Deegan. Yeah. Jody Deegan, yeah. And we were talking about that, of what we need to put in place here real quick because okay. we need those pieces. Okay. I mean, we hired, I think, uh, four guys within the last month. So we still have too many calls to run, and we're just trying to put everything together right. that it'll all fit uniform and uh, have some accountability in place. And it can't be just, you know, yeah. Brent and I. Wow, that's, that's, that's fast growth. So you're obviously engaged in the business, right? You've, for this to yes. happen, you and Brenda, who's a wonderful person, by the way. I met her at one of our events, and just a, a great – I can see that she's a good business partner and – for sure. Oh, she's phenomenal. Oh, she's she's, she's actually yeah. the backbone. I know I have the technical stuff. I have. I didn't want to say that, Mike, but trust me, yeah. it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked obvious, but hey. it was. It does. <laughs> That's good. That's good. so. How do you f- go forward now? This this. What, what's your purpose? What's your why in your life now? After coming through this, you know, and I appreciate the heck out of you sharing this. What 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 is next? So for me, it's really, I mean, what I would love to do is to be able to grow our business big enough to where it supports itself, and I would love to be able to do community outreach. So you're doing that kind of work, not running Barker necessarily, but out there talking to people about what? Yeah, that would be my goal, to be able to share about, you know, just the trade, be able to bring kids in, to be able to just bring awareness to what's needed within our industry. I think that that's really uh needed right now and there's a lot of talk about it there's a lot of chatter but there not is. a lot of people doing anything right. about it i think everybody's just looking for somebody to make the first move <laughs> ain't right like on a dance and yeah. the sides of the gym looking exactly. at each other who's gonna who's gonna walk across first yeah because yeah. Uh, there are a lot of bright minds out there that uh, could put it together but for whatever reason it just hasn't happened so i think now's the time and uh, I feel inspired to be a part of that in any way I can. And so from that perspective, uh, that's kind of my thing. I mean, obviously, it's my family, uh, you know, and, um, you know, the having meaning and, there right, and, right. and, and uh, my, my guys and people that we have working for us uh, who I really care about, you know, and helping them and what they're doing. But just reaching out beyond that, I think, is something I'd really like to explore. You know, you mentioned you're a talker, you're personable. And uh, I know, have no doubt that you'll have a huge impact, both at Barker and in this industry. We already have. You, well, know, you already you. have. Thank so, you. So all the best in your journey here as you continue forward. And I know it's not over. No. I know you still have some, some, I understand. You know, that's tough. Yeah, within the grieving process, so I'm at the three-year mark and uh, just passed his birthday last week on the 3rd. And so I've gone through like that piece now. And so I have a little bit of a break in all the intensity of those moments right. building up. Yeah. The holidays are very hard. Um, birthday, yeah. just the whole thing is hard. And so the process from what I've read takes about five years. Not that it's ever going to stop because I already know that. Yeah. Uh, it won't. But at least to be able to get a firm enough grip to where, you know, you're enjoying life again. I had, I have a friend who just recently passed away who had lost his son at 16 and he called me the next day and he says, Mike, he says, welcome to the club. Nobody wants to be a part of. And I kind of knew what he meant, but not really until I lived through a little bit of it. 
and uh, yeah, nobody wants to live through it. Nobody wants to be a part of that club. But the thing that I can say about him that was so impressive was he had such an open heart and open spirit and such a, just a, a person I really admired that um, I thought, man, I, I'd like to be like him. I'd like to have his qualities that he has in his life. Unfortunately, that comes with a lot of fire yeah, right. in your life, right? right? It's a right. lot of, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. You have to go through some real challenging experiences to to come to that humility. To and get I, to that point. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and that part I don't enjoy. That process I, I don't enjoy, but I don't want to pass on that opportunity either because you have choices all along the way. You can become hard and and disengaged mm-hmm. or you can become fully engaged. And the fully engaged part is the challenging piece. That has been very difficult to, to engage. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's my biggest challenge is the engagement part. Okay. Just because... You want right. to recoil. You want right. to go into the fetal position, yeah. you know, and just do nothing. But there's nothing there. <laughs> so there's nothing in the fetal. Well, <laughs> there's nothing there. You got to go there, but I suppose yeah. you got to come out at some point. And you do, yeah. you do. And so, uh, yeah. So that's the part that I think uh, gives value and quality to life, and uh, trying to be that person. That's awesome. But it's a. It's, uh, Thank you for sharing this, Mike. This sure. is your your journey in business is, uh, you know, not, not a typical technician goes into business, works small business, grows it, gets his family involved, but very common industry story to that point, and then it yes. gets very different, right? Yes. And I appreciate you sharing that because it's uh, it's something for all of us to reflect on, and and I and I know there's people out there listening that will find great comfort in what you're saying and, and great direction. I know that. Maybe not today, but sometime in the future. I for sure know that. So thank you so much. And I want to say thank you for what you're doing for the industry. Not just focused on Barker and Sons and lining your pockets, which I hope you do. I hope you and your family have great success, right? But that you've got a vision for your life that's that's outside that to share this amazing trade with young people and help them get on a path that uh, we've all enjoyed. Is that fair? Sounds great. So thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you, Jack. All right. And thank you all for listening to this uh, very special episode here of Leadership Lounge. Again, this is Jack Chester with Mike Barker. Thank you so very much. We'll catch you next time.